When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go hard with this girl. Welcome to the show. Let's make moves. Nothing's gonna stop us. It's not to get rough. Broadcasting from Studio Lumo in Adelaide, it's the SCNSA Breakfast Podcast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Thursday edition two, Mark Bickley, I say good morning, good afternoon, however you are consuming this. Uh, we caught up with Todd Marshall from Port Adelaide today, which I think is a good chat. Todd's one of those players that, alongside Mitch Georgiatis, potentially had a almost Darcy Fogarty-like, when are they going to start living up to their potential about him? And last year was a breakout year for Todd. It was indeed. A very resilient character because he did cop a lot of flack uh, for a little while about why he wasn't having more impact on games. And then in the absence of Charlie Dixon earlier last year, he was the one that really stood up. So he is going to be a really, really good player. Kicks it beautifully. He's now um, being able to hold his ground and take really strong contested marks. And of course, he's great on the ground as well. So he's a triple threat. Do you think his biggest test will be when Charlie doesn't feature as much and potentially Mitch isn't picked where he will take a team's best defender to really put him to the test? I think we've already seen that. In actual fact, I think he's performed better when he is the number one banana as opposed to when Charlie comes back into the side. I think Charlie draws the footy. He's a big he's a big presence and it goes to him too often sometimes, and they become very predictable. So I think uh, Todd has benefited when he is the, the guy and they go to him. And, and I just think he's he's clever with the way he positions, the, the way he protects the space to move into, and, of course, his finishing ability. So I don't see that as a big issue for Port fans. Miles Fitzner spoke about the Adelaide Cup, which is on Monday, and we had our predictions coming in because we are – Officially, seven days until the ball is bounced at the half-complete MCG, thanks to Ed Sheeran. And it's going to be a, a big season 2023 with little to no uncertainty in regards to what's happening with travel and crowds. And um, last year was a really good year for that. So I think this year will be even better. The other great thing is a lot of venues around Australia have put a price freeze on food and beverages, yep. which I think is massive considering well, interest rates rises and things like that. It's it's really important. And it needed to happen as well. Yeah. I, well, I, I saw some tweets about the MCG at Ed Sheeran. They were charging, did I say Ed What was Sheeran? it like at Ed Sheeran? Ed Sheeran. That's, oh, yeah. that's Ed Sheeran's his brother um, who plays football. There was, uh, for a spirit, it was $19.50 yeah. for a rum and That's Coke. Qatar prices. $24 for a Budweiser in Doha. Wow. $24. Mm. So, um, well, one thing, you get... You you get a really well behaved crowd because no one can afford to drink and get drunk. That's basically you know what. what and I'm I'm glad you said that because one of the things over in Doha was prior to going, there was all these complaints about the non alcoholic Budweiser mm. being sold and no one being able to have a drink. I didn't see one altercation at any of the events that I was at, and I was at a few of them. There was no, nothing silly on the streets. I loved it. Yeah. And I felt that if people were so disappointed that they needed to have a beer to have a good time, that's a separate conversation about what you need to enjoy yourself. Yeah. The only trouble that that does happen is you get people who say, I'm not going to pay 
you know, whatever it is, 12 bucks for a drink or yeah. 15 bucks or whatever the price they is. They load so up before. Yeah, I'll get preloaded. And then you start the game fully whacked. So so that can create some issues. But anyway, um, hopefully most people just enjoy it in moderation. But it is good that we're not putting prices up again. And the other good news is earlier today, just after at the end of our um, actual show yeah. in the morning, there were two fire engines at Government House, and we were very worried that Government House, the the historic Government House, was on fire. What's the update? Oh, they've driven away. So uh, okay. clearly, we're all good, and yep. our governor, Francis Adamson, is safe and well. So for anyone who was concerned about that this morning, we can allay all those fears. Just, It's important that we timestamp this at 8.36 on Thursday, the 9th of March. In case something changes and you're listening to this next week and another fire starts, <laughs> then we don't want to give out false information. At this point, everything's okay. Mm. Um, we also had our predictions, big. So I'm going to go through a few responses on Twitter. Yep. We had premiers, runners-up, Wooden Spoon, Brownlow, Coleman, mm. Rising Star, Improver, Slider. Your premiers were Melbourne, is that yep. correct? I got the Demons. I think they'll uh, they'll bounce back to where they were in the first half of last year where they were 10 and zip, and most people thought, who's going to beat Melbourne? Mm. They fell off the off the perch in the second half. I think they'll learn from that, and I think they're better. I genuinely believe that Port Adelaide can win the grand final. It's probably another conversation, whether it's head or heart, which is fine. I think Brisbane will be Jason, around the mark too. You bring a thermometer in here? Can you take your temperature? <laughs> Are you delirious? Yeah, that's me. Okay, um, so I'm going to read out some of the standouts from some responses okay. on Twitter at 1629 SENSA. So Adam Carey, the one that stands out for me, saying Richmond are going to be the runners-up. I think that's uh, interesting. Richmond in the grand final? Mm. Essendon, the wooden spoon. Um, Took Miller, the Brownlow medalist, and the other ones were Adelaide being the uh, biggest improver and the Dockers being the slider. Um, Mm. Josh Schultz says Brisbane will be the premiers. They'll play Melbourne in the grand final. North Melbourne will be finishing uh, with the wooden spoon. Hugh McCluggage winning the Brownlow medal, according to Josh, who might be a Brisbane fan. He's the uh, the Scottish suitcase. (laughs) McCluggage. (laughs) That's... Why don't you do this stuff on the air when you've got these well, good jokes? Well, you didn't like bring Callum Murray. You didn't bring Hugh up. Uh, the biggest he's, he's improver the Bulldogs. He is. Uh, Brisbane, again, this is from GP saying Brisbane are the premiers, Melbourne being the runners-up, um, Improver being the Crows, and the Tigers being the slider. What is interesting with Brisbane, and we saw this during their sort of halcyon days, was the, the Gabba becomes almost impenetrable. Mm. The Gabbatoir, I think they used to call yes. it. So you think about this. If they play really well at the Gabba, they pick up some games on the road, they finish in the in a position where they earn themselves home finals. Potentially, they have two home finals. They don't have to win away from Brisbane to make it to the grand final. So that's a huge, huge upside for them. The other one from Dave, who is at Alberton Power on 1629 SENSA. Geelong Premier's Brisbane runners-up, North Wooden Spoon, Brownlow, three-way tie between Connor Rosie, Christian Petrarca, and Josh Dunkley. Mm. Uh, the Coleman, three-way tie between Jeremy Cameron, Darcy Fogarty, and Tom Lynch. Ashcroft, rising star, that's a no-brainer. And the biggest improver being Adelaide with the slider Collingwood. So I really feel that everyone is being seduced by Adelaide's preseason form and saying they will be the biggest improver. Do you, are we being seduced, or do you think this is a legitimate chance? Well. Yeah, well, they could be the biggest improver. Let's say they finished ninth. They, I think they finished 14th last year, Adelaide. So they could still improve five spots. But it's hard, as I said during the week, hard not to be impressed by Adelaide. They look really fit. They're all on the deck, which is good. Uh, they look hungry and they've got 
you know, they've got a really young list, so there is some upside. I still think when you compare, so let's use Melbourne as an example. Melbourne has a midfield of Petrarca, <clears throat> excuse me, and Oliver, and they've got Lever and May in defence. Two big ruckmen in the middle too. And and <clears throat> Gorn and, and Grundy. So there's five All Australians there who are who you'd have to say are right at the top of their game. Mm. So Adelaide have their two best midfielders, let's say Laird and Berry. Laird and Berry aren't comparing all that favourably to Petrarca and Oliver. And then you compare Butts and Murray to the other two guys, you know, Lever and May. They just they're just not quite in that realm yet. And so that's the challenge for Adelaide is in the next three years, can you get a couple of, you know, you need two of Berry, Pedler, Rochelle, Rankin, and another one, because Laird's probably going to be sort of moving on in the next three or four years. And then in defence, one of, so two of those five, Schomburg's another one, two of those five have to become all Australians. And in defence, same sort of thing. Will Duday make the leap and become all Australian? Will Butts or uh, Murray ever get to that stage where they are in the premier defenders in the competition? Now, I'm not saying they won't, but they've got to do a lot of work to get there because they've both they're both babies in the game. They've mm. only played twenty or thirty games, so that's the the unknown part of Adelaide. And if you're going to say they're going to make the finals, then a lot of stuff's got to go right, and those young players have to stay on that up upward trajectory. Um, and they have to stay fit, which would be um, a really good thing for Adelaide fans. Five years since they've played finals, that's the you know the longest drought they've actually been through without uh, getting into the finals. We've also just seen over the past few seconds, again, time stamping this, um, 8.41, uh, PSG are out of the Champions League. Bayern Munich have won. So see you later, PSG. That's sad mm. for Messi and Neymar and Mbappe. Mm. Killian. Killian. Mbappe. Mbappe. Is that, right. is that a nod to um, Hanson? Are Hansen? you saying Hanson Mbop? Mm. Is that what you're trying to do there? No, I'm just trying okay. to say the guy's um, name. So, like so is that Callum big? Murray. Is that big? Yeah, I think it's big. big. St. Germain. Let me tell you why it's big. and Because I defer to you. What I'm hearing game. about this and why this is big, what I have been told is there is a chance mm. – that the loser of this round of 16 between Bayern Munich and PSG yes. will come to Australia to play against the A-League All-Stars. Oh, boy. That's what I'm hearing. It is not confirmed, but there now is the potential that PSG may be coming to Australia, which means Messi may be coming to Australia. Oof. And killing Mbappe. Mm, okay. <laughs> Neymar, no, though, because he's got a bad ankle. Mm. So, so what sometimes happens, though, they announce yeah. PSG are coming to Australia. Manchester United are coming to Australia with Cristiano Ronaldo, but may not with Cristiano Ronaldo. Mm. And that's what happens. We rush out and we buy and we pack out the MCG. Yeah. And then the week before, Messi says, oh, I've got a tummy upset. I'm not coming. Mm. And well, I've made a Messi all over the bathroom. <laughs> I reckon we've had enough. Should we go into the podcast? I think so. All right. Have a great show, everyone. Enjoy. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch you on Tuesday morning. We do honestly appreciate you listening to SENSA. Tire Power. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's go.
Thursday morning is here. This time next week, Mark Bickley, as I say good morning to you in SENSA Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. We will be getting ready for the bounce of the ball at the MCG, if there is turf there for <laughs> Carlton Richmond for 2023. How are you, my friend? I'm um, very well, Jared. Good morning, everyone. You're right. It's the turf wars. It's the uh, it's the MCG versus Adelaide Oval this week. Who can who can get the turf looking pristine the quickest? Because we're going to compare the Thursday night game mm. at uh, the MCG to the Saturday night game here at uh, Adelaide Oval. Both have had similar times to, to get the job done. So about just over a third was my uh, information yesterday I heard about the turf have, having to be replaced at Adelaide Oval, whereas the MCG, I think probably because they had two concerts, have to replace 50% of the turf. That's well, this is job. all because of Ed Sheeran performing live. He was here a couple of nights ago in Adelaide and last weekend in Melbourne. I heard a good news story about this, though, mm. and that was the uh, the touring company, the promoters, they are footing the bill of that. So they, in their preparation, I think, had some foresight and thought, you know what, we know what's going to happen to the surface at the venues mm. that we play at, so they're going to cover the cost of that. So that's, well, that's good on them. I did some back-of-the-envelope numbers. I was out to dinner last night and we were just talking. Sounds about- like a fun dinner if you were doing back of the envelope stuff while trying to be social <laughs> with mates. Guys, just got to do back of the envelope stuff. No, no, we were talking- you order main course and we'll see how we go. We were talking about Ed Sheeran at the MCG. I think he had 100,001 night. And yeah, it wasn't, yeah. wasn't there. It was over 200 over the two yeah, nights. So there was, yeah. I thought it was 220. Let's say it was 220,000 Yeah, close people. enough. Let's say the ticket, the average ticket price, because there would have been really good tickets mm-hmm. and, and the basic ticket was about 180. So I used $250 a ticket, round numbers. Yeah, fair call. Came in at $57 million. It's ridiculous, in, isn't it? In two nights. And all he needs to do is pay for fireworks and a loot pedal. No, no, no. They, they did have it was the, the, the structure they put the, uh, the yeah. stage up. There was, I think there was 200 trucks that they had to load and unload. But if you've got 57 mil, you can probably stump up for some lawn, couldn't you, afterwards at the end of it, after you wreck the MCG? Well, this is the thing. I think if <laughs> Ed really cared about South Australia too, he would have come here and said, Guys, you know what I've done? I've purchased Adelaide United and the 36ers, <laughs> and now I'm an owner, and I'm going to invest heavily. And just like Ryan Reynolds has done with Wrexham, mm. I think that could be a really good news story. And this is something else I thought last night. Everyone's talking about Ed Sheeran. Bix, mm. last night I went to Snoop Dogg. Snoop Dogg. And How was it? It was incredible. Who was the other bloke? D12. D12 is not a bloke. Um, <laughs> D12. <laughs> this is the thing. Sounds, about. sounds so, like a toilet block. No, or, I wanna, or a, a prison cell. I, I, was, I did some um, back of the envelope stuff last night at the Adelaide Entertainment <laughs> Centre. And um, yeah. How this much is, is snoop making. Well, no, this is what I thought. Okay. A, a couple of things, right? You, yeah. You have a look around, and there's certainly a, a different demographic of people at Snoop Dogg than there were. At Ed Sheeran. Mm. There were a lot of middle-aged men in jerseys. Yeah. Um, a lot of middle-aged men in bling. Bling, yeah. Uh, what did you wear? Because you're the king of jerseys. I was very plain. I had a, a nice shirt on with a jacket over it. I'm very oh. casual. I had a, this, is, this is the funniest thing. We're watching Snoop Dogg last night, and my wife and I were having a red wine and some cheese while watching Snoop Dogg because I can tell you what, everybody else... They were participating in things that you probably shouldn't be yeah. participating in doors and at the entertainment center. And one of the reasons that Snoop Dogg wasn't allowed in the country for mm. it was free range. And I walked out feeling hungry all of a sudden, and it was <laughs> very, very. The smoke unique. detectors didn't go off. It was it was ridiculous, right? So D twelve is the the funny story though because 
they um, they're one of my childhood like teenage groups that I loved mm. growing up with. So Eminem, you know the rapper I know Eminem. Eminem. Yeah, there's one I do know. Yeah. yeah. So all of his mates, he got together and they had this pact growing up, similar mm. to LeBron James and his mates. So they said, whoever makes it. Yeah. is going to provide for the rest of us and help us get successful. So yes. Eminem, the rapper, makes it first, and then he introduces all of his mates, uh, D12, into uh, music. So there were six of them. There yeah. were six of them. I thought there was 12 of them. Well, no, but this is the thing, <laughs> and it's there's a there's a fair bit of um, sadness around what I'm going to talk oh, okay. about. Sorry, I'll just straighten up. So D12, mm. there's two of them left because Eminem's not part of it anymore because he doesn't need to be in Adelaide as part of D12. So yeah. they become D5. Yeah. Um, there's another one who's in prison. There's yeah. another one who was um, assassinated. Mm-hmm. So there's literally two of them. So in songs where there should be six verses, they only had time for two verses. So they basically performed 30-second songs. Wow. But it was incredible. Well, so what's the... Why couldn't someone pick up someone else's line? That's another very good point. And I wasn't going to question anyone about anything last <laughs> night because of the demographic of people that were there. But it was awesome. Snoop Dogg was amazing. Um, and what I really like, and this is a, a little small thing, but I, I really feel that a lot of artists are, are doing now. And they, they have a connection to the the country that yes. they perform in. City. Yep. Um a couple of the guys did shoeys, but most importantly, and Ed Sheeran does this really well too, takes off his T-shirt and the other T-shirt underneath is the Indigenous flag. And I, mm. I love that. Like, yeah. I think it's a really powerful and significant thing for for artists not to do just for a token gesture, but they understand the symbolism of it and mm. they understand um, how important that is to Australian culture. So for them to do that, it's just literally putting a t-shirt on but that has so much power too mm. so yeah it was good it was really good my voice is a bit croaky this morning because i was singing yeah. i was rapping and um he yeah. didn't perform menu log snoop dog unfortunately oh, no i'm glad i didn't go then yeah i wouldn't have recognized too many songs uh no i don't think you would have and there was I, i'd love to play some of the videos of the songs but we'd lose our license because of the uh <laughs> the, the language that was on them okay. so um no it was really good and, and nice to get out and see that um, I feel that Adelaide gets a bad rap when it comes to artists coming to the city. A lot of a lot of big names they bypass because mm. we don't turn up, we don't purchase tickets. It was packed last night, so for the the general pub, the public to go from Adelaide Oval to then the Entertainment Centre, and do you reckon all- there was much crossover though? Do you reckon many Ed Sheeran fans were actually at Snoop Dogg, or they're, they're a different demographic? Surely that was I'm, displayed. I'm guessing there's not many people singing the A Team. No, and the DJ thought he would be really funny last night and in between all the hardcore hip-hop um, played Bon Jovi's Living on a Prayer yeah. and no one responded. So oh, I thought he did that because he thought that was the uh, the song of the Adelaide Crows. For the, <laughs> <laughs> you know how you get into that mould of the city? You know how we, Yeah, they're trying, we to, that a they're of trying to get around it. Never Tear Us Apart came on after that. <laughs> we are here thanks to Ty Power. Best buyers on Big Brand Sale now on. Okay, we need to... We need to talk about the Redbacks because uh, we had a chat to Jake Lehman yesterday. And we were so hopeful, weren't we? We were, were really oh, hopeful. Yeah. And, and Wicket in the first over. Oh, my gosh. That and was, then, boy, yeah. didn't it turn to the Brown stuff after that? Really bad. So Western Australia win another one-day trophy, the Marsh Cup, by 181 runs. and They, they scored what must be a record score. It was like 373, I think, the, the final score was. That is... 
remember back in the day, I can remember when one day cricket was was all the go and, and the Australia would take on the West Indies and literally if it was school holidays or something or Christmas holidays, you would spend the whole day in front of the TV. Yep. It was such a highlight when the one day cricket was on. And if you made 200, wow, we're in this, you know. And so for a team now to make 370 odd, that is just remarkable. And Josh Inglis built them. He made 130 something. So Josh Inglis blast the highest individual score. Mitch Marsh, the fastest 50 in a Marsh Cup final. And... Yeah, it was pretty challenging for the Redbacks, and it was due to those the players for the Warriors and what they were able to do. Didn't um, feel well, the Redbacks. They uh, a costly chance where I think they might have had a chance for Inglis on in the twenties. Yeah, and he goes on to make one hundred and thirty-eight. So one hundred and thirty-eight of uh, one hundred and ten deliveries, I think. And I think the thing that stands out for the Redbacks is you have a look at the scorecard and you think, oh, okay. Um, it, it seems like the Redbacks didn't really bat that well. Mm. So two hundred and six off. off 31 overs yeah. uh, we were bowled out for. Fine. So for the first two wickets, we were two for 102. So that means we lost the next eight for 104. Mm. So the, the collapse there was pretty dramatic. The, the run rate was great. Yeah. We just I, needed to stay in. It was it was symptomatic of the chase. There's only one way you get there to, to 370, and that is you just go hard the whole way. And, and you know, you live by the sword, you die by the sword, unfortunately. And, and whilst it came off for a little bit, it was always fraught with danger and uh yeah, I don't think realistically <laughs> at any stage you thought they were going to win this game. Uh, at some stage, it was it just has to go had to go perfectly the whole innings, and yeah, so eventually it uh, it stopped going perfectly. Star started lineup as we always talk about for Western Australia. So Josh Inglis one thirty eight off one ten, Cam Bancroft, Mitchell Marsh, Marcus Stoinis, Ashton Turner, Ashton Agar, who picked up a handful of wickets too. So probably, some pretty big names. Yeah, they would. Um, they're better than most countries in the world, Western Australia. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's exactly and, right. And uh, looking at eyeing off potentially, uh, well, back-to-back in the 50 over, they won all three tournaments last year. Could they do it again? What a phenomenal uh, effort that would be. MG is coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. We have a big show today. We're going to talk to our very own Miles Fitzner about the uh, Adelaide Cup, which is happening on Monday, and also Todd Marshall from Port Adelaide. It'd be good to have a chat to Todd just to uh, to get an insight into their feelings after coming back from Western Australia and, and, and what they're thinking about going in to next weekend where it's, um, I mean, it's not an easy start for the power. No, it's it's not. And and that's the thing. Brisbane was always going to be tough, but but when you go in with um, maybe just a little bit of a lack of confidence, a little uh, a lack of cohesion, the, the forward line, Dixon and Marshall, you've got uh, Fantasia in there who didn't play last year. You've got uh, Rioli in there who wasn't there last year. So that cohesion, they really haven't. Uh, spent a whole lot of time together. And then, of course, Charlie missed the first game. Mm. So uh, Mitch Georgiades is around the place as well. So there's a, th- th- those six guys who are going to spend time in the full line, I think, are um, just having to, to spend some time together to work out who's moving where, who's blocking for who, who's taking up space, who's creating space. And the more you do that, the better you will get. But they just haven't had the opportunity to expose themselves to that often enough. So I would suspect that would be something they'll be working on over this next week. Our talk back line is one three hundred seven three six seven three six. 736 We do have for the caller of the week that will be announced today, the Cricket Stump Esky filled with nippies, ice-flavoured milks and fresh juices. But not only that... 
We've also got another very special prize that we will be able to help get you there in the next couple of minutes. So we got a $50 event cinemas voucher where we're playing a game this morning and we'll do it between now and 8.30. Who's in the budget truck? You can get on the road faster, 13.27.27, thanks to budget car rental. We're playing a little game of who am I? Mm, So um, your first clue will be next. It's 14 minutes past six on SENSA. Good morning. New Zealand 2023, coming live this year to SEN. Your local tyre power. Save on Kumo passenger and SUV tyres. Buy three and get one free at Tyre Power. Lawn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. 19 minutes past six. Going to be a coolish weekend. Mark Bickley, uh, we are both here thanks to MG coming soon to Mount Barker Auto Group. But a look at the forecast for next week for that first game of the AFL season. Yeah. Apparently on Thursday in Victoria next week, it's going to be 35 degrees. Wow. Which is uh, quite a warm start to the AFL season. How good will it look, though? Thursday night. So the edge will come off. It'll probably be 28, balmy night. 89,000 people. Brown surface because uh, it hasn't repaired in time <laughs> after it's No, it'll be there. It'll be brand new. It'll be pristine. Yeah. It's whether it actually sticks to the ground. It might be like playing on a, a, a rug. Well, that's <laughs> the other question. <laughs> how, does the, how does the grass all, all like thatch together? Mm. See, these, this is why we're not involved. Yeah. We're you not the best a, in the You need a thick thatch. There's no doubt about Okay, that. we get it, mate. I've got no hair. Uh, it's another ball joke. Thank you. Let's get Jason here. <laughs> Yeah, you're well, very touchy. You know, that's just like uh, your opinion, man. Oh boy. Uh, morning, Chase. Thank you for um, for breaking the awkwardness. It's all happening in here. <laughs> I, talk, I was I talking more, and you took it straight to your hair. It doesn't have yeah, to. Yeah, but be you, like that. you're looking at my head when you talk he about wasn't it. Really, right? many, any other places to take it? To be fair, Vix. I mean, thick thatch. Come Thank on. Thank you, Chase. Okay, now, Chase right. is our HR department here at SENSA, <laughs> so I appreciate it. Thank you. Oh, I've got you back. Uh, look. <laughs> Uh, the person's back I don't have is whoever stuffed up at St Kilda. Um, so oh, wow. someone down there has not got a job today after what went on yesterday where uh, some behind-the-goals footage was uploaded to a competition-wide Dropbox and it happened to have some audio from the coach's box mm. on it. Saints went into damage control. My question to everyone today is, where did you stuff up at work? Can you, well, you got I mean, something that's suitable for air? I've got one for you. So... We did a, an award-winning ad. We won an ACRA for this ad once, mm. and it was called Barry the Swearing Tuna. What's an ACRA? Uh, it's like an award you get for... Like an industry award. Yeah, an industry Australian award. Yeah, yeah, commercial yeah. radio yeah, yeah, award. That. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I didn't get invited. I was just the producer for it. So, uh, But the the, uh, the guy who read the ad, it, it had um, some, shall we say, swearing in it, which was beeped out, mm. and the client loved it. Uh, thought it was great. ACRAs obviously loved it. They gave it an award. Uh, but we weren't quite sure how the client was going to react to the uncut version, mm. which I accidentally sent him. And the last line of it was, F you, Barry. Mm. Barry wouldn't be too happy with that. Oh, well, Barry. Barry was fine with it in the end. He's got a sense of humour. So that was when I stuffed up at work. Can you beat that? Surely you can. Let us know via Twitter or phone in. We want people to phone in today. We've got like four prizes to give away. Yeah, That is, of course, unless you work at the... Uh the parachute range or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Perhaps not. So yeah, let's not have that. Uh, I, I had a, a, a work stuff up. I've had plenty of them, but this one I was reminded of the other day where um, in my former radio life, we received some books that were sent in to us, giveaway books like the AFL record book that we've got mm. here and things like that. And, and what I um, did as a practical joke for one of my old bosses was sign the book on behalf of the author. 
Mm. So the book was um, written by Gretel Colleen, who was uh, yes. an Australian um, television personality and um, author. So I signed the book and it was all, all laughs. Everything was fantastic until a few weeks later, we were contacted by the staff at Harbortown because our promotions team took a handful of books and started giving away these books to our listeners. And what we soon realised was that one of the listeners received a book from Gretel Colleen that said, Dear Dave, go F yourself from Gretel Colleen. And they're like, why are these people handing out these books, which I had signed just as a practical joke. So um, it was safe to say we had to veto a lot of those things um, following on from that. That reminds me of something similar that I did. Someone gave me a book... Uh, and I mustn't have, it was one, an autobiography or something like that that I wasn't really particularly interested in. Um, and I'm pretty sure it was Sean Wren who'd, who'd done his knee, had a knee injury. So I went and visited Sean in hospital and I thought, you know what, I'm not going to read this book. I'll bring this biography in and I'll give it to Rennie. So I went in there and said, hey, mate, I just stopped by. I picked this up for you and gave it to him. Anyway, next time I saw Rennie, I didn't even realise inside the front cover it says, you know, to Mark, happy birthday, you know, so, so from someone that had written a note in it and I told <laughs> Rennie that I'd picked it up and, you know, given it to him specially. So uh, that wasn't ideal. No, we all make these mistakes. And, uh, well, <laughs> we don't have, Regifting. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. We don't have long enough to go through all of our mistakes we make. But the great thing about this show is we make mistakes at work on the regular and they will be uh, played a little bit later on, Jace. What else you got before? We keep on moving to yes, this budget truck. We need to get to that. Uh, look, it's prediction day. So you boys are going to give us predictions in a number of different categories after yeah. 7 o'clock. We want the listeners to do the same. Who's going to win the flag? Who's going to win the wooden spoon? Brownlow, Coleman, the whole box and dice. Get on Twitter. Send us a text. Give us a call. Let us know your predictions for the season ahead. One week until season go. Well, you want to have uh, a stuff up at work? Just wait six weeks and you can read mine out. (laughs) (laughs) Probably be wrong, I reckon. Thank you, Jase. Let's do this. This is the uh, budget truck right now. Oh, oh my goodness. Uh, Moving house is the team that's easy and affordable. Budget car and truck rental, 13-27-27. So um, we have someone who is in the budget truck. Mm. And we're going to reveal a bit of a clue. Uh, as we go throughout the morning, and you can call any time if you think you know who it is, 1-300-736-736. Bix, did you want to read out the first clue for who's in the budget truck? Okay, here it is. It's like a who am I. I played a total of 293 senior matches, which included 264 at Sandfall level and 29 for South Australia. I think that last part, the 29 for South Australia, is a big clue. Well, it puts an age on it, doesn't it? It gives you a sort of... Uh, it's. Mm. It's someone who's played a lot of sample footy and at a time when state footy was all the go. Have a stab in the dark. If you think you know who it is, you can also text us 0427-154-166. We have a $50 event cinemas voucher to give away. Got a couple of texts to read out to. We will do that next on SENSA. The Run Home with Kimbo and the Rooch for the Hyundai Tucson. Tire Power, store-wide super sale now on. Get into your local, independently owned Tire Power today. Mourn Team Kia at Cheltenham and Mount Barker for all your class-leading Kia vehicles and servicing. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Just on 6.30, right around Adelaide, we are in SENSA Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. We'll announce the caller of the week at the end of the show. That cricket stump esky... 
filled with nippies, ice-flavoured milks and fresh juices. It'd be perfect this time in the morning. Mark Bickley, before we go to the news, we did have a guest for our budget truck. Yes, indeed we did. It was uh, Darren rang through and inquired if it was Russell Ebert, which was a really solid guess, but no, it's not Russell Ebert in the budget truck. Is it someone that potentially would have worn a similar well, guernsey. They, they, there, is, there are some similarities. The person in the budget truck does have some things in common with Russell Ooh, Okay, keep your guesses coming in. one 736 736 On the other side of the news, we will chat to Annie at SENSA. Your local tyre power. Save on selected Falcon passenger tyres by three, get one free at tyre power. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's go! 25 minutes to 7, we are live in SENSA Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Uh, If you are listening on the app, there's a few buttons there, Mark Bickley. I know you are certainly up to date with All technology, but if you haven't saved our numbers into your phone, the best thing to do is listen via the app. Then there's two buttons. You can press it to text in, press to call us, and Annie has done exactly that. Good morning to you, Annie. Good morning, boys. Just letting you know that um, it's a uh, Robbie the Goat grey kind of day today with nine sleeps to go, and I'm getting so excited I can't wait to get to the fortress now on um annie yes. are you are you nervous annie because a few of my poor no. friends are a little bit nervous with their pre-season form oh look i don't read anything into that whatsoever mm-hmm. um i i think come come round one we'll be we'll be ready i have confidence in my boys and my football club so um bring it on Annie, where do you normally sit at Adelaide Oval when you go and watch Port Adelaide play? Just to get a, a visual of your view and perspective of a match. So you'll be heading there to see the power take on Brisbane in round one. Where would you be sitting? I sit, I've been sitting in the same seat, seat since we went to Adelaide Oval. So I'm in the um, Eastern Stand, level three, so the first level up. Um, sort of on a half forward flank wing um, towards closest to the scoreboard end. Mm, it's a good spot, Bix. It's a very good spot. So we're looking forward to seeing you there, Annie. Um, both teams in South Australia going through all their preparations to to uh, put on the match day experience. So all of those things are almost ticked off now, Bix, and it's just wait and see. Is there any surprises? I know Port Adelaide do it as well as any sporting club in the country you you are the mastermind behind that what what can we expect more of the have you got the match what's the what's the matchmaking thing you do that's called the perfect pair the perfect which is pair. which is outstanding i believe that will be coming back because that's such a highlight for the the fans and it it gives people something to do at three quarter time mm-hmm. i feel like there's there's two approaches when it comes to a match day you can have um, a bit of analysis and a deep dive into footy no, statistics talking to an assistant coach where you're going to get two questions out of them. That's it. Last season, we spoke to Brett Montgomery when he was at the club. And you basically had from when Ken and the team walked out, you had to escort Monty to the Western stand where he ran up there. You asked two questions and that's it. So you've got to ask yourself, are, are people wanting to be consumed in that analysis or do they want fun? insight that he can really give, can he? You know, no. like you have three goals behind and you'd probably say, geez, you need a couple of quick ones here. And he says, yeah, 
We That's do. exactly right. So then there's, <laughs> there's also um, things with your commercial partners where you have um, exciting new innovations and, and different ways to engage the fans. So mm. um, I think the past year has been great because it was our first non-COVID affected year. This one will be even better because there'll be no restrictions on crowds. You can have access onto the field. So having a bit of fun and making those memories. There's one at the ice hockey they do called Separated at Birth where they put up a a movie star or something and then they zoom around the crowd and find someone. I'm I'm assuming they find someone in the crowd first, you know, with the camera. The cameraman will have a, or the camera person, I should say, will have a a list of the the celebrities that you're going to go do the look like. So Mm. if you had an Ed Sheeran, Prince Harry, you're looking for a a redhead. If you're looking for Peter Garrett, you're looking for me and just people like that. Brad Pitt, maybe. Four. I don't know. For you? No, he's, I didn't he's say saying, that. No, Brent, Brent Harvey. Someone. <laughs> Boomer. He look alike. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's get under the spotlight. I think that your time is done, and I think that the spotlight should go on top of me. Yeah. Now, uh, big thanks to Tire Power, the best buys on big brands. So now on, um, we put uh, a lot of members of our SENSA family under the spotlight. Yes, I think we do. One, before we do that, we'll put our computers here from SEN under the spotlight <laughs> because of the, the delay. So what happens is a touch screen here. Mm. And what we've we've realised that if I press the button, about five seconds later, it fires off. So the, oh, I need to we'll get better. Wait with bated breath. <laughs> Thank you, mate. Well, who's under the spotlight this morning? Well, the uh, the Sandful Jam of footy, uh, Matt Doldig, was on Sports Day SA, and the question was put to Maddie: Will Jade Sheedy be replaced as state coach by the reigning uh, premiership coach Jade Rawlins? Jade Sheedy was the coach the last two years. He hasn't lost. Does he lose the title of state coach now that Twig Rawlings is the premiership coach? <laughs> well, it's currently in discussion, though, here at the offices. We're, we're pretty close to announcement. Now, the premiership coach, there's no rule that they automatically get the job. Um, and as you said, Sheets has done an unbelievable job. He's an unbelievable player. And then he comes in and coaches two wins. So he's done nothing wrong. But we'll talk to Jay, both Jades, see how they feel about, about the role. Very cheeky from Dan Menzel there asking that mm. question because um, it's obviously his coach in mm. Jade Sheedy. And the other thing is, um, Malcolm Blyde and David Wildey, they have the, the longest holidays in the SENSA family or what? Well, I would think uh, <laughs> Malcolm would have negotiated uh, to come in just before the footy season. Yes, okay. And and that's a really good result for David Wildey then because he's his, uh, he's Robin to Batman, you would have thought. So they both enjoy that long break. Mm, uh, one of the things I have noticed and loved about being around Sandful over the past few seasons is the coaching stocks and the way mm. that all of the coaches carry themselves on and off the field. I, I, if it came down to Jade Sheedy or Jade Rawlings, as you mentioned before, the Battle of the Jades, mm. um, Either or, they are both they are both fantastic, and especially in the finals, like to see. I've mentioned this to you before when the the Norwood players were running out onto the ground for the finals. No one expected them to win last season. Jade was just saying, enjoy the fact that you're playing on Adelaide Oval mm. in finals, and really don't waste an opportunity. And we saw that in the last second with Matt Panos kicking that goal yeah, to yeah, give him exactly. the premiership. And I think there's a really a collegiate attitude between the coaches. It's a tough job. You're doing so much work. You're, you're, you're the coach. You're in recruiting. You're doing mm. so much work uh, on a shoestring budget for most of these clubs. So I think it wouldn't surprise me if Jade Rawlins had a crack at it. Jade Sheedy, you know, like it is, there is a fair bit of effort that goes into it over and above. You're doing your job at the Eagles. Then you got to, you know, for that month or so, you're doing extra work with the state team. So it wouldn't surprise me if he said, 
I've had two really good years at this. Really enjoyed it. Time to pass the baton on and give someone else a crack at it. I think there's a bit of an audition process too. Last year, the the squad of coaches with the state team was included Jacob Surgeon, Adam Hartlett, who's now the coach of Westies. So to see all of those pl- the former players mm. and coaches get together, it's a really good time. And the match is held in South Australia this year, um, SAWA. That will be prior to the Port Adelaide Melbourne game, I believe. Mm. So there's going to be a curtain raiser to the AFL match, which we are really good for the people attending Adelaide Oval. Absolutely. And um, gives the the players an opportunity to play in front of a big crowd as well, which is what everyone really loves. Adelaide Oval, crowd, atmosphere, putting your skills on display. There'd be a perfect opportunity for Geelong to have round one uh, at GMHBA, but that's under construction at the moment. So they'll be playing Collingwood next week where Joel Selwood, who uh, isn't in- involved with the AFL anymore, is part of the Melbourne Storm setup. Some talk he might be headed uh, with the Ashes uh, brigade over to, to England to help the Australian cricket team. He's just on a junket for the, the next 12 months. <laughs> well, he's in demand. He absolutely success, he is. That's what he's had, and he knows uh, what makes success. So his that's why people want to talk to him. His hair has grown back all of a sudden, um, quite aggressively too. And one of the questions being asked when Geelong do face Collingwood next week, whether um, Joel, as he always is, is going to be booed when he is leading a lot of the Cats supporters from a march from the city, I believe, Mm -hmm. doing the long walk to the MCG. And uh, Tim and Gary had a chat about it. I think they'll go to the game wanting to clap and cheer for Joel Selwood. But I think when they see him out there running around instinctively, they'll be booers. And it's not something that... Joel should hold against them, or Cats fans should hold against them. I know you're saying this with a mischievous grin in your face. No, in your I'm eyes. not at all, Gary. I have complete faith that one of the greatest champions of the modern era will be celebrated in the appropriate way when he walks around the ground with the flag prior to Collingwood and Geelong kicking off Friday night. I also believe that Joel will be expecting to be booed by some segments of the crowd there, and he will not be offended in any way by it. He, he will know that he's not going to get a rousing reception from the Collingwood fans. I think they will because it's – yeah, this has come through. I'm all for the banter during the games and a good old sledge and a boob. I think once the player retires, you respect you respect and applaud the career they they have served. That's from a Collingwood diehard, Paul, from Northgate. I think that's exactly what's going to happen, Paul. Mm, uh, I tend to agree with Gary. Look, there will be some people who will boo a bit. And, of course, if he's carrying the premiership flag, um, you know, that's – that's going to be hard for the Collingwood fans to stand up and clap that. But you see it every year. The The motorcade before the grand final is one of one of the highlights, I think, of grand final day. Mm. To see the, the, I think you have to play over 200 games to be included in the motorcade. Something There's, there's a prerequisite anyway. But the, all the players are great players. And that reception that they get, which is uh, universal, is is awesome. So I think there'll be the odd person who will want to yell out and carry on and boo, but... By and large, I think the crowd will get behind Joel and and acknowledge what has been one of the most remarkable careers in in AFL history. And that was an amazing uh, closing of the chapter on grand final day against the Swans last year with Joel. And I don't know if you've had much to do with him. I've had a little bit to do with him. He's just just such a gem of a human being, the way that he carries himself very quickly. I am... uh, a little while ago, you know, I'm obsessed with sports tops. Yes. Um, I had a little bit to do with Joel and he knew that I love sports tops mm. and I didn't ask for anything. Um, a few weeks later, um, at my former employer, what had arrived there was a Guernsey that said to the voice of Adelaide, go cats, all the best Joel Selwood. And I wow. sent him a message saying, thank you so much. And his response was this. 
sorry, there's a bit of dirt on it. I played in this on Friday night. Hope wow. you don't mind. And I'm like, you didn't have to do that, mate. But he's just sent that and that's at my house. And I'm like, he's uh, honestly, I feel, I feel sorry when people boo him. And I know there's a bit of, um, bit of banter involved in that, but he is, um, He's an incredible person the way that he carries himself. Yeah, amazing. And uh, longevity, the way he played and, like I said, his uh, the way he carried himself was amazing. We've asked everyone to give us a call and tell us about their predictions for 2023. Ange from Croydon has done just that. Good morning, Ange. Good morning, boys. Um, I've got my predictions for the year and I can tell you straight off the bat, I hope I'm wrong. <laughs> but here goes. So okay. I'm thinking... I'm, I'm thinking Port Adelaide win their first game against Brisbane. Oh, really? And then they lose. The, yeah, I reckon they lose the next four. <laughs> um, and then I reckon um, I reckon the Camry Crows will beat Adelaide twice this year. And I think they'll finish on top of Port Adelaide. Mm. And I reckon by around 11 to 16, Ken Hinkley will be gone from the club. Oof. There you go. Well, Let's let's give us some other ones. We've been asking who do you think is going to win the premiership first and foremost. Who's the best side in the comp? Premiership. Mm. Um, I reckon you can't go past Geelong. Okay, Geelong. Do you go I back to back? Gonna, I reckon, what about the other yeah, end? Yeah, I who's, reckon they could go back to back. Who's going to win the wooden spoon? I reckon North still got that. Okay, North, and uh, give us a Brownlow and a Coleman medalist. Who's the best player in the comp this oh. year? Common medal, I'm reckoning maybe Lynch from um, yeah. Tom Lynch. Richmond. Yep. Uh, Brownlow, Brownlow medal. That's a tough one. Um, yeah, there's only 888 mm. players and there's one medal. So. Yeah. All right. You know what? I'm going <laughs> to. I reckon. Um, I reckon, well, if Geelong's. Yeah, I think I have such a good year. I'm, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Paddy Dangerfield. Oh, there you go. He's going to uh, thirty-two. That would uh, that would be a bit of a turn. That's up. right. Hey, Ange, mm. thank you for giving us a call again. You go into the running to win that cricket stump esky field with Nippy's ice flavored milks and fresh juices. But we're led to believe that you've already got one of those, and you sent us an image just to brag that you had one of them. Is that correct? Um, I haven't got that many, but yeah, no, I just yeah, I just want to brag a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you so much, and we're we're still yet to get one, but that was um great, Ange, getting involved. We do appreciate you getting involved, especially on one three hundred seven three six seven three six. Callum has given us a call, and Callum, you normally send us a text, so for you to call us, we appreciate that. You have a guess for our budget truck, and who's in there? Who are you thinking? Yeah, g'day, boys. Just wanted to check in with the uh, the dog pound. Uh, today's theme. Um, yeah, no, in the back of the truck, it's got to be Jack Kale. Mark Bickley, is he correct? I think he is. Yeah, he yes, is. He is. Hey, Callum, congratulations. Uh, played a total of 293 senior matches, including 264 at Sandful. 29 for South Australia, coaching over 600 senior games combined, uh, combined in the Sandful VFL and AFL competitions for four different clubs. Port Adelaide's AFL men, best and fairies is awarded. Oh, congratulations, mate. And you, you missed out the nine flags that he won. He's, oh, I think that's pretty obvious, superstar. though. What well on, Callum? Uh, you got the $50 voucher, Callum, to spend at our wonderful friends who have been generous to give us that voucher at Event Cinemas. So thank you, and thanks for calling in the show, Callum. I, we know that you text a lot, but for you to give us a buzz, uh, we really appreciate that, mate. Uh, 
Yeah, no, awesome. Yeah, well done. Callum there. Sorry, I almost cut Callum off. And um, and thanks also to Angie rang up, gave us his predictions. So if you want to give us your predictions, maybe who's going to win the flag, the wooden spoon, the Coleman, the uh, the, the rising star, that's another one. Uh, who's going to win the Brownlow, the biggest slider, biggest improver, whatever you want to do. Angie gave us a bit of a preview. We of have to do ours, don't we? We're going to do ours later in the show. I um, hope you put some effort into it. It's really challenging for me. It's a really challenging thing, Bix, because I'm usually like, if you think you're a fence sitter, mm. my fence is taller than yours. Okay. <laughs> okay and I've got yeah. longer legs. So yeah. there's more sitting for me, but I have to make some big calls. It's not going to make everybody happy. Mm. Um, especially if you're a Hawthorne supporter. <laughs> well, the, the only solace you can take, I saw somewhere yesterday, Luke Hodge came out and predicted with his yearly predictions that Hawthorne would finish bottom. So when one of your all-time club greats says you might finish bottom, you should feel fine. Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate you calling me an all-time great of the Port Adelaide Football Club. But I'm going to say we're doing okay. Um, look, you can get on the road faster. one three two seven two seven. We will do that um, a lot, actually. The budget car rental. Who's in the budget truck? Next one to a sports update on SEN. Tire Power Best Buys on Big Brand Sale now on. Get into your local, independently owned Tire Power today. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's go. Couple of minutes to seven on this Thursday morning. Energy from an Australian-owned company. That's Lumo SA. We are in Studio Lumo and... Well, Daylight Savings wraps up really soon, Bix. So does that mean we're going to have brighter mornings in this studio or they'll be a little bit darker? Uh, I haven't thought much about about it. I would think that they would be brighter. Well, it's one or the other. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's brighter. Brighter in the morning, which is beautiful. So people can walk past, they can wave, you can sign some autographs, have some selfies and things like that. I wouldn't have thought so. Very difficult to sign through a glass window. It can be like when the tennis players win the Grand Slam and they sign with Texter on (laughs) On the the camera so we can just make this an autograph wall. No, I think it's um, low care factor. Most people are, are sort of head down sort of heading towards their, their place of work. Yeah, they do a double take, though. They have a look and they go, jeepers, what's going on in there? Well, yeah, it's lit up like a Christmas tree <laughs> and it's dark out here. Like We're like the zoo here. We are? What like, animal would you be? A lion. Give us a rah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get a sports update. <laughs> the SNSA Breakfast Sports Update. I only said lion. I wasn't... Sort of, uh, You're saying you were the king of this show? No, not the king of the jungle. I'm, I'm, I'm a Leo, my star sign, so I have the alignment with a lion. Okay, I think I'd be a meerkat. I, so I just pop up at the, any noise and I get excited really easily. <laughs> so I'd just be like looking around. I was sort of going with gazelle. You're, you know, you, you run a lot. Yeah. Sort of long limbed. Yep. Attractive. Mm. Yep. Bottom of the food chain. <laughs> <laughs> right on. Let's do the sports update. Uh, the South Australian Redbacks went down to WA by a massive 181 runs in the final of the Marsh Cup one-day tournament yesterday in Perth. WA won the toss, batted first. They racked up, listen to this, a massive seven for 387 from their 50 overs. Josh Inglis blasting a magnificent 138 from just 110 balls. The Redbacks, they started their run chase well with Smith and Hunt putting on an 84-run partnership for the first wicket. But once Smith fell for 44, it was one-way traffic. South Australia bowled out in the 32nd over for 206 runs. So uh, not the result they wanted, but they got to the final and they they came up against a red-hot Western Australian side. Let me ask you one question then. 
in regards to what you just said, do we look at this as a failure on behalf of the Redbacks? I mean, it's been a pretty disappointing summer apart from the mm. the, the WBBL um, strikers winning the championship. The Scorpions went down in the final. The Redbacks went down in the final. They're... They're out of contention for the Shield final now. So Yeah, look, I think they've made progress, though. Like At one stage, uh, the Redbacks went two and a half years without winning mm. a game. So they, I think they might have won two or three games this season. Up until the loss, the outright loss against Queensland, they were still a, a slight chance, if they had won their last two games, to play in the Shield final. So you make the final of the, uh, the one-day tournament. Um, a little bit disappointing after a good start to the the strikers season they dropped away a little bit and then at least they've started to to win consistently and they've blooded a whole heap of young players yep. as well so I think we'll put this year down to uh, progression uh, and the other sports update story this morning is uh, just reminding everyone the season opening race on the streets of Newcastle for the supercars is happening this weekend full coverage of the opening round can be heard. On SEN Fanatic, that's on the the Dab Plus uh, radio dial, or, of course, the SEN app is the place to go to find it. Now, next, we are going to head to Alberton and catch up with Todd Marshall. He's up nice and early. Power fans, if you have any questions that you want us to ask the number four from the Port Adelaide Football Club, you can send him in via text 0427-154-166. Tire power selected Falcon tyres at 25% off at 7 o'clock. Good morning. Tire Power Best Buys on Big Brand Sale now on. Get into your local, independently owned Tire Power today. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's go! Two minutes past seven. Good morning to you. We appreciate you listening to SENSA uh, Thursday. This time next week, Mark Bickley, it's going to be round one of the AFL season. It's it's come around really quickly. I reckon that the time between January and March just just flies by. Can you believe we're in the the middle of March already? Yeah, it's crazy, isn't it? And but crazy in a good way because we are so close to footy. We're uh, we're a week away from the season opener. Um, text line zero four two seven one five four one double six is the uh, the number to get involved. Uh, Brett has done that, and he says, I've been so impressed with the maturing of Todd Marshall. And don't worry, round one, Brizzy, Port just need to play strong, confident, fast footy for four quarters and enjoy their footy, and the rewards will just happen naturally. Come on, Port, I'm so excited for the season ahead. So... Brett's excited, and of course, Todd Marshall is going to be on the show very shortly. Yes, we are just trying to get in touch with him. So while we are doing that, I reckon we should do this. What we need you to have a think about is your AFL predictions for 2023. And Bix, we will be able to go to both of ours really soon. We spoke to Ange earlier who gave us his and he went into the running to win that cricket stump. Esky filled with nippies, ice-flavoured milks and fresh juices. I feel that the Port Adelaide Football Club will be in a few predictions. And one of those players who will have a lot to say about their performance this year is key forward Todd Marshall, who joins us on the line right now. Morning, Todd. Morning, boys. How are we going? Yeah, we're very well, Todd. I appreciate your time this morning. Hey, how are you feeling going into the season? Generally, it's one of excitement, but I guess there's been um, a little uh, worry from Port fans that perhaps you haven't quite hit the heights you were hoping for. How are you feeling personally? Nah, personally, I'm, I'm still very excited. Um, you know, it's always good to, to get the season going. And, um, yeah, as you touched on, the practice games probably weren't what we wanted to be, but... Um, yeah, we took some some key learnings out of them, and 
um, yeah, I can't wait for round one in, in nine days. So, um, yeah, looking forward to it. Got some new personnel in the front half. Orazio didn't play a game last year. You've got Junior Rioli, also Jason Horn francis maybe a bit more of Bokey up there. Have, have you worked hard trying to create some uh, cohesion, I guess, for, for that new group of players? Yeah, we spent a, a pretty pretty large portion of the summer, um, you know, working on that on that connection, um, as you said. But you know, the players that they that you touched on, like Orazio and Junior, they're so smart already in, in how they want to you know kick the ball inside fifty. So um, yeah, I think that could be real weapons for us, um, you know, improving our efficiency. So um, yeah, as a key forward, I'm, I'm looking forward to it, and, and hopefully, I can get on the end of a few. What do you take out of the preseason, Todd? The trial match, uh, we heard Chad Corn speak at the end of it at Alberton speaking. It being a little bit scrappy, um, almost all of the trial matches have been pretty scrappy. But uh, from a player's point of view, what, what are some of the positives that you've taken out that the Port fans listening can get excited about leading into round one? Yeah, I like you touched on the internal trials are always hard, yeah. Um, playing against your teammates that you train against, and you know that sort of know everything you're doing. But um, I think against West Coast and Ferro, there was there was some moments where we did move the ball well, and um, you know they moved the ball the, the way that we wanted to. But um, yeah, I guess that's the exciting thing. And, and if we can do that for a bit longer than what we have been doing for the, for the last two weeks, um, you know, hopefully that that results in a few more scores and, and a bit more exciting footy for us. Todd, you had a breakout season last year. You became Port Adelaide's number one forward. Was there was there one thing you, that you did differently? Was there was, did the penny drop in terms of your belief? What was it do you think that, that enabled you to take the step from uh, playing good footy every now and then to being a super consistent tall forward for Port last year? Yeah, I think it was just that belief belief side of the game and the sort of the mental aspect of the game where um, you know you saw you, tr- you trust yourself and you trust your ability and. Um, yeah, like you said, I, I was probably just putting one or two games together a season, but you know, to put three or four, five, six, um, you know, good games in a row, um, you know, you build a lot of confidence within yourself and um, within the team as well to you know keep kicking you to footy. So um, yeah, that's probably just the main one, and, and it helps when you when you kick straight. So um, yeah, that's probably just the main aspect of last year. Some of the new faces that the fans will see leading into 2023. We've spoken about Jason Horn, Francis, Junior Rioli. Francis Evan gets a look in over the weekend too. So can you talk us through some of these players and um, what we can look forward to seeing when it comes to the real stuff starting? Yeah, well, Horn Francis, um, you know, I think he's had a really good preseason and I think he's probably been one of the shining lights for our, for our preseason matches. So, um you know, he's had so much aggression and, and hunt around the footy and so composed when he gets the footy. So, um, yeah, I think he's going to be really good for us, you know, hopefully over the next 10 years. And, um, you know, Junior Rioli um, coming across from West Coast, who's so smart and, um, you know, so skillful. And <clears throat> I think he plays the game the right way in terms of, you know, he wants to get others involved and help others. And, um, yeah, so I'm really looking forward to having them in the team and, um, yeah, hopefully they're, they're a key part of our success. Miles Bergman's been probably the the real shining light this preseason. He's a great size. He can play a number of positions, probably play a lot of wing this year. So he's someone that uh, looks to have made some big gains over the, the, the summer months and someone who's going to play some, uh, hopefully, some regular consistent footy this year. Yeah, he's, he's, Miles has made a you know massive leap um, over this preseason. He's, I think he's just trusting his body. And I think last year he had a few problems with a few injuries. So, 
um, you know, for him to get on top of his body and to show, you know, what, what sort of talent he has. Because, like you said, he's, he's such a nice size and um, can play a few different roles. So, um, yeah, I think for him going into the season, he's, it's really exciting and um, I'm sure he has a lot of confidence. Hey, Todd, what was it like over in Western Australia? It's probably the longest time the group spent together since COVID where you were in hubs. How good was that for the cohesion off the field, preparing for a season where we know it's a slog and you need to make sure that those things are ticked off off the field to make sure things are right on the field? Yeah, it was a great week. Um, we, we spent a, probably just under a week uh, up in sunny coast just before Chrissy, which... Um, you know, was another chance to build, you know, some connection. But, um, yeah, playing some games and, and doing that um, away as a group, I think it was a great chance for us, you know, to keep building cohesion, like you said, and um, for the young boys just to sort of, you know, express themselves and, you know, get out of their shells a bit more. So, um, yeah, it was, it was a good week and, um, you know, hopefully that can, you know, lead us into a, a pretty good year for us um, during the, like you said, the hard times during the winter. Now, Todd, uh, is it single rooms? Is it uh, do you have to have a roommate? How's it work on these trips? Nah, we I shared with uh, Big Charlie Dixon, so um, I've shared with him the last few times we've been on on away trips. So um, nah, we sort of understand each other pretty well, and um, so yeah, I, I don't mind sharing with Big Mick. Well, earlier in the week. Jared Walsh uh, brought a um, uh, a bit of audio, audio in, clip, yeah. yeah, that his wife recorded during the night where he was snoring. And now, Big Charlie, he's a big man. Does he? How's he go at night? Is he, is he a nice, quiet sleeper? Uh, luckily, we we sort of had separate rooms where um, we were sort of separated by a living room. But um, no, nah, I shared with him up in the sunny coast camp. And I didn't hear him snoring, so good result. Uh, I might have lucked out there, but um, <laughs> hopefully, I don't snore. But um, no, nah, lucked out there with Big Charlie. All you got to do is just go to sleep first, then that all problems solved. Right. Yeah, right. but you also <laughs> like uh, Todd's a big boy who's yeah. put on more size in the off season. But I don't think the amount of size that you have put on Todd would matter. I would be too scared to wake Charlie Dixon up to say, <laughs> "Mate, you're snoring," because he'd he'd probably look at you and say, "Well, what are you going to do about it?" And you go, "Nothing. I'll just go back to sleep if that's all right." So, mate, um, fantastic preseason for yourself, and I think your development's been something that gets um, the the Port fans really hopeful for a successful year, not just um, personally for you. But also, especially at that internal trial, seeing the potential of having a fully fit forward line for the Port Adelaide Football Club, um, it hopefully means a, a better start than last season. We appreciate you getting up early and having a chat to us as well because we know it's 7 o'clock in the morning. But uh, good luck for round one and uh, get all the supporters down to Albert and around that precinct area for the away games too. Todd Marshall, thanks for your time. Thank you very much, boys. Have a good day. Yep, there you go. Todd Marshall, he is uh, he's a real threat up forward now. Last year, he just took his marking to a new level. So he t- he's able to take pack marks. He's able to uh, hold his ground more as his sort of body matured. But the thing about him is he doesn't need too many opportunities. He's such a beautiful kick. And, and he's good at ground level for a bloke who's, uh, you know, pushing up almost 200 centimetres. So um, really good player now, Todd Marshall. And uh, if Port Adelaide go really well, that combination of Marshall, Dixon, Rioli, if they all are up and firing, that is... That is something that um, is a is a really unique. There's lots of different 
weapons there and chuck in Georgiades, who's a contested player as well. And it's, uh, it's a hard forward line to contain. Yeah, and I think what it will do is put a lot more pressure on the training track, especially if it came down to picking Todd or Mitch and who's going to play. So they're going to be competitive against one another on the training track. And um, for Port fans, as Charlie Dixon's not getting any younger, it mm. gives them confidence going, well, Marshall's there now and he's ready to be selected week in, week out. Yeah, yeah. So mm. uh, great to speak with Todd Marshall. We'd love to know your thoughts too. You can always send us a text 0427 154 166. MG coming soon to Mount Bar. Auto Group, our predictions for the 2023 season next. Tire Power, best buys on big brand sale now on. Get into your local independently owned Tire Power today. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's go! 18 minutes past seven. Trust you are having a wonderful Thursday. Uh, just having a look at the weather across Adelaide. Uh, Bick's been pretty cold over the past few days. I was told by reliable sources at the Ed Sheeran concert the other night, it mm. didn't rain much until literally he played his last song. He walked off stage, then it bucketed down. And you saw the lineups for people getting in. Um, there's not too much rain coming today. 22 we are going for, 26 Friday, then over the weekend. It stays around the mark where we're getting into the uh, high 20s. Early next week, we are here, thanks to MG, coming soon to Mount Biker Auto Group. Should we get into our predictions? Yes, please. Okay, so do you want to start off with the categories, and then we will go one for one? Okay, we'll start off with the premiers. This is the, the big one, isn't it? That's what we're all playing for. I've gone with Melbourne to bounce back this year. So Melbourne to win the premiership, uh, and mainly because the, they've got such uh, top-end talent. You think about Petrarca and also um, Oliver in the middle of the ground. So they're two, arguably two All-Australians, if they play really well. So they've got that covered. Down back, you've got Lever and you've got May, who, who are both a super at what they do, and they're both All-Australians. And then you go forward, which has been a bit of their Achilles heel. Mm. But with Gorn and Grundy in the ruck, and those guys sort of flipping between, I, I think they can create uh, a bit more havoc than what, say, Ben Brown did last year. So... You put him there, or one of those two big ruckmen there. You got Pickett on the ground, and you got some other role players um, uh, like Fritch and, and others. I just feel like at halfway mark of last year, they were ten and zip. And people thought by how far they fell away in the second half. I think they'll recover from that and win it. You can join in this conversation too uh, throughout this whole chat and our predictions. So we would love your 0427-154-166. You go in the running to win the Cricket Stump Esky filled with Nippy's ice-flavoured milks and fresh juices. So, And, and I've got them beating uh, Brisbane, by the way. Brisbane will improve, I think. Um, uh, they'll get to the grand final. Melbourne, Brisbane, grand final. Melbourne, Brisbane, grand final. Melbourne to win. What do you got? Okay. Well, I think it is a year too early, but I'm doing it anyway because I like the, the sentiment of it. But I think the year before the anniversary of the Port Adelaide-Brisbane Grand Final, mm. I believe that the Premier, if not Port Adelaide, will be Brisbane. Mm. Biggest improvement. Like top four last year, they bring in Ashcroft, they bring in Gunston, and they bring in Dunkley. So they have been a little bit small through their midfield. Dunkley fixes that. They lose McStay. They get Gunston there. So that's probably... And a, Gunston doesn't miss. Yeah, and yeah, It's a net gain, you would think. Definitely. And again, this is all... Let's just make these assumptions based on the teams are fully fit. They're going in uninjured, which we know is impossible. Mm. But mm. you imagine a, a grand final side of Brisbane, if you've got 
Joe Danaher and Eric Hipwood in the, the same team and then the smalls around them. Gunston and, and uh, Charlie Cameron, that's pretty potent, isn't it? Incredible. And I feel that last year was a huge final series for the mentality of the Brisbane Lions because they won in Melbourne. Mm. So that's a big thing that you don't have to worry about that conversation anymore. Yep. The way that they are coached by Chris Fagan, um, as you said, you have, you have a ready-made player in Ashcroft coming in. So I think that they'll challenge and they've also got the wood over Melbourne, your premiership favourites. They know how to beat them in Melbourne. Mm. So um, Brisbane for me and the runners up, potentially Port Adelaide, they can, they can flop. Port Adelaide, make the grand final. I, I feel that Port big, Adelaide certainly jump. could make the grand final. Do you want to take your Gansy off when you do the predictions? No, but it's, it's, it's challenging <laughs> for me because no, you kidding. know what? I, I love the power mm. and, I really feel that if certain areas of the the game plan are right defensively, there's a few issues, but I think that on paper and the squad can say, I don't take any notice of what happened in the preseason. Okay. Absolutely zero notice. So I feel that Port Adelaide can make the grand final. Who's okay. your wooden spoon? There you go. I'm going with Hawthorne for the wooden, sp- wooden spoon. Uh, um, I tossed up Hawthorne, West Coast uh, and uh, North Melbourne. They were the three that I had around the bottom. I came up with this probably about a week ago. After watching West Coast, I, I would I'd like to change my mind, but I'm not. I'm going to stick with the Hawks because a bit of integrity. I'm, I put, did all my predictions, so I'm not going to be swayed by the preseason form. But I think we'll see some nice stuff from Hawthorne, but there'll be really big swings between their best and their worst because they are so young. And so I like what um, Sam Mitchell's done. He's he's sort of cut through all the dead wood and. Um, decided that he's going to go young and they've got speed and they just need those young players to develop. So that's why I've landed on Hawthorne. I'm with you, Hawthorne, uh, for every reason that you just said then. Already a text has come through, 0427154166. I was expecting this. Daniel says, get your teal glasses off Walshie. Look at the preseason. Poor nut making the grand final. I didn't pay any attention to the preseason. Mm. All you need to do as well, um, just to back in my teal glasses, mm. is you need to play really well in September. So you get to the finals. There's only one caveat on that, mm-hmm. yeah, you, and you just said it. You got to get to the finals. Yeah, that's, I think <laughs> that's, that's a no-brainer. I think Port Adelaide make finals easily. I, I had them in the finals. I, but I think they're between four and eight. Uh, okay, probably closer to eight than four. But I'm a little bit nervous. I must say they just they haven't really captured me. Sometimes you can play poorly or scrappy, but you can play with intensity. I just haven't seen that intensity yet, and that surprised me because I thought they'd come out really hungry. Okay, what about uh, the Brownlow and the Common Medal? I've gone, I've gone the Carlton double. I've gone with Patrick Cripps to go back to back in the Brownlow, and yes. I've gone with Charlie Kerno to back it up again and win the uh, the Coleman Medal. So I have got Carlton as one of my teams that are going to jump up. I, I actually think Carlton could finish somewhere close to the top four. And if they do that, it will be on the back of their potency in the front half, which is Kurnow and Mackay, and also their midfield mix, which is led by Cripps. You've got Walsh and you've got Hewitt and you've got a couple of others in there. But Cripps is far and away their best midfielder. Coleman, I'm with you, Kurnow, for the Coleman. But for uh, the Brownlow medal, um, I've gone Took Miller mm. from Gold Coast. Now, there's a couple of reasons. I, I thought about um, the... Brayshaw in Fremantle had a, a brilliant season last year, but I think we'll probably get a little bit more attention this year. Yep. Um, the Melbourne duo of Clayton Oliver and Christian Petrarca, they take votes off one another. If you think about the, the top five last year, so Patrick Cripps gets 
29 votes. Lockie Neal, 28. Um, Brayshaw, 25. Oliver, 25. Tookmill is in there with 27. Mm. And I still feel that Gold Coast aren't going to have a spectacular year. But similarly, when Gary Ablett won a Brownlow medal playing for the Gold Coast Suns, mm. I feel that he's the best player who's going to get the most votes. Matt Rowell and, and Anderson may take some off him. Yeah. But I think he's going to get better because he was tagged last year and he still managed to get votes. Lockie Neal's the other interesting one. If you um, if you think that, that Brisbane are going to win the flag, he's going to poll a lot of votes again. And I think Brisbane are going to be near unbeatable uh, at the Gabba this year, you know, in terms of it's a hard place to go and if they're one of the top sides. So he's an interesting one <clears throat> to keep an eye on as well. The rising star, I've gone up north again. Brisbane, Will Ashcroft. Yep, same. Most of the good judges are saying he's uh, on par and, and most are saying he was uh, more advanced than what Dacos was at the same time last year. So if you think he's got the ability to step in and have a year like uh, Dacos, you would think he will uh, win the rising star with a leg in the air. And the biggest improver and the biggest slider. I've gone Carlton as the biggest improver. Now, this isn't a, a real courageous uh, selection, but they finished ninth last year. If they go from ninth to top four, I think that will be that is worth talking about. And I think that's that's the tra- trajectory they are on. Uh, they don't have to improve a whole lot. They lost a whole heap of close games. Um, you know, 16 wins probably gets you in the top four. Uh, and they were somewhere around 11. So they, they don't have to improve a whole lot. And the biggest slider, and this is not a knock on Collingwood. I don't think Collingwood are going to be disastrous. They were one point away from a grand final. But they won seven games by, you know, a yes. kick or less. A couple after the siren. And you just... History says that you just can't do that consistently um, because the game is too random. And, and there's, a, there's a great example. Port Adelaide in 2007 had a very similar run. They won eight games, I think, by under 10 points, so single figures. The very next year, they lost six by the same margin and they finished outside the eight. So it's the difference between six games either way is the difference between one year Port making the grand final and, and, um, and the next year not playing finals. So... That's how stark it can be, and I'm just going on history, that even if out of those seven games they lost three of them, they still finish in the bottom half of the eight rather than the top four. I'm with you with Collingwood being the biggest slider and then my biggest improver. If I'm saying Port Adelaide are going to make a grand final, a then they improvement. would have to be the big improvement from 11th. Or and you know got... what else they'd have to be? They'd have to be the biggest improvement from pre-season to the start of the season. Yep, too. definitely. <laughs> Carlton being one of the biggest improvers too. Some feedback coming in. Michael saying, Jared... If you seriously believe Port can make the grand final, you have absolutely no idea about footy. And I'm a Port supporter, so they're turning on me. And uh, Alex says, uh, my issue with Port is who will drop out of the eight. Then you have Carlton and the Gold Coast improving. We are all about feedback. 0427 154 166. I don't think many people had Sydney playing in the grand final at the start of last season. No, you are correct. And Sydney... Uh, showed a clean pair of heels to Carlton on the weekend as well. Sydney had seven players who were 22 and under last year in their team. So if we think just by the experience of playing a grand final and finals and just at 22, you're still learning the caper. So they're going to get better, you would think. Errol Goulden showed that. He looked Mm. like a dynamo in that game against Carlton. So that's an example of a young player, a Goulden, a Warner, a Blakey, those players will improve. So Sydney, you'd have to be around the mark as well. Let us know what you think your predictions will chuck ours up on the socials too. 0427-154-166. We are here in Studio Lumo, S-E-N-S-A Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Good morning. 
Tire Power, best buys on big brand sale now on. Get into your local, independently owned Tire Power today. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's go! 27 minutes to 8 on this Thursday. Good morning to you. Now, Bix, we've got to go to the news in a moment, uh, but I've heard a whisper that radio's greatest segment is coming back in the next few minutes. Bickley's Believe It or Not. Do you think I'll be good this week? Oh, you'll be outstanding. You were outstanding last week. You picked it. It was very predictable, let's be honest. LeBron James' <laughs> uh, artificial hair. Oh, there he is. Okay. Uh, we'll do that next. We are here thanks to Tire Power. Best buys on big brand sale now on. Your local Tire Power. Save on selected Falcon passenger tyres. Buy three, get one free at Tire Power. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's go. At 22 minutes to 8 bix at the end of the show, we get Jace in here, our producer, and he goes through all of our mistakes, basically, or some of the highlights of the week, some of the lowlights, thanks to Con and Lena at the Brighton Trophy Centre, the best in SA, Brighton Road. And tomorrow, we get to spend some time with Con and Lena, too, at our SENSA yes. function. Have you met Con yet? I've spoken to Con, but I think I might have met him once, I reckon. Okay, Legend. He is a legend. Yeah, so that should be very good. I mean, what... I, I, I thought, isn't it interesting how we celebrate our mistakes? Yeah. I, I'm not sure Ross Lyon was celebrating when he found out that the, the audio from the coach's box was mm. inadvertently uploaded for everyone to listen to. <laughs> so, and he's kind of like on this journey, Ross Lyon, of um, repairing his brand, isn't he, after what happened at Frio to then have some time in the media where I think everybody kind Loosens of fell in love with bit, him again. Yeah. And then they thought he needs to be back in coaching and he got mic'd up on the training track for yeah. one of the broadcasters. And then Ew, hitting giggles. imagine if our microphones were left on during the ad breaks <laughs> of what some of the things that we would say, I mean, yeah. you're Googling your own name from oh, no, a no, former no. ice hockey player. Mark <laughs> Lafontaine. <laughs> All right, here we go. The strange, the bizarre, the unexpected. These are the kinds of subjects a man named Mark A. Bickley challenged us to believe it or not. <laughs> I think I prefer Ripley's name in there. Than you mine. requested that, oh, and okay. we got a we massive voiceover that. artist to get involved. How does this work? <laughs> well, so what happens is I've got three statements here that follow a theme. Now, you have to listen to them, and you have to pick the one which is actually true. There's one true, and there's two false statements, mm-hmm. okay? So today's Bickley's Believe It or Not, March 9. Is about golf and heads of state. Okay? So much was made of Donald Trump's penchant for playing golf during his term as US president. However, former President Barack Obama gave the Don a run for his money in regards to time spent. So when Barack Obama started his pregnant uh, presidency, not his pregnancy. Pro- congratulations, <laughs> bro. When he started his presidency, Obama was an 18 handicapper. During his eight years in office, Obama played 333 rounds of golf and brought his handicap down by 10 strokes. That's the first statement. Okay, I'm writing this down as you go. So 333 rounds yep. and... 10. Brought his handicap down uh, by 10 strokes. This George is Barack, w- yep. yep. George W. Bush enjoyed time on the golf course also. Bush uh, was often invited, or he often invited journalists and camera crews to join him during his round so he could give his uh, important statements whilst on the course and then get back to his game. He once gave an impassioned speech about how important it was to shut down terrorist organisations around the world. At the completion of his statement, he then flippantly quipped, hey, now watch this drive. Oh, 
That was the second statement. The third statement is about former NBA star Dennis Rodman and his friendship with North Korean dictator Kim Jong-un. That's well documented, of course. Kim, uh, who took power following the death of his father in 2011. Now, he's a diehard basketball fan. He loved the Chicago Bulls. That's where the friendship started. But he's also known for spreading stories about his own sporting prowess. However, Rodman recently confirmed that one of these stories is true and that he witnessed it with his own eyes. In 2018, Rodman was invited to play golf with Kim whilst at a summit in Singapore. Rodman recounted Kim hitting a famous hole in one. He said... It was on the 176-yard fourth hole at the Marina Bay course, Rodman said. Kimmy played a seven-iron bounce once on the green and straight into the hole. So there you go. There's the three stories. Which one is true? Okay. We're all going to work through this together if you want to help me out. 0427-154-166. So as soon as you mentioned Donald Trump, my ears pricked up and I thought, okay, because he would, he used to make up some of his golfing statistics, but then you took the turn to speak about Barack Obama. Yes. I'll get back to Barack Obama. The Dennis Rodman one with Kim Jong-un. If you've gone for two basketball related ones in a row, last week it was basketball, this week it's basketball. We need to have a chat off air. Well, it's still about golf. Yeah, but there's a basketballer involved in there. And I I don't feel I'm that predictable to make this basketball themed every week. So I'm getting rid of Dennis Rodman and Kim Jong-un. I don't believe that he would have made a hole in one. So that's gone. I do not believe that to be true. That's right. That is actually false because it was actually Kim's father, Kim Jong-il, who boasted about his sporting prowess. He actually claimed that in his first game of golf ever, that he had 11 hole-in-ones. <laughs> of course. See, they've... Okay, so it's now down to George Bush or Barack Obama. I've got Obama. one right so far. Okay, mm. so George Bush or Barack Obama, both of them are quite difficult to believe. Mm. When you break down Barack Obama, 333 rounds... Mm. So that is almost a full year of playing golf. That's in eight years. Yes. So you're the mathematician here. Mm-hmm. How many rounds over eight years? Four, four eights are 32. So it's 40 rounds a year. That's a lot of golf. It's once a week. To get his handicap down 10 strokes. Okay. Mm-hmm. So once a week he's playing golf and George W. Bush mm-hmm. gets the journos to have a chat to them. and Talked then about terrorism. And then he turns around and says, now watch this drive. Mm-hmm. I would like to think that that is unbelievable, but I've I've seen some former presidents say some pretty stupid things at pretty stupid times. And George Bush would be right up there, I thought. Now, Michael has sent in a text saying Bush is the easy one. So he wants me to go with George W. Mm. Bush. I'm going to do this with my heart and not with my head. Okay. I don't think a former president would be stupid enough to say, now watch this drive after talking about something so seriously. So I am saying that I believe the first story about Barack Obama. Okay, push the button, please. Oh, no. We must stop the terror. I call upon all nations to do everything they can to stop these terrorist killers. Thank you. Now watch this drive. And he smacked it 300 metres down the middle. So there you go. George W. Bush, you just heard it there. He flippantly quipped after uh, an impassioned plea about stopping terrorism. Now watch this drive. Now, Barack Obama, 
Um, that is actually true. All those rounds of golf are true. And in actual fact, it cost the U.S. taxpayer an estimated $3.5 million whilst he was playing golf. But the false part about it is that he still hits off an 18 handicap. He never improved at all. So That was go. really good from you. <laughs> and I want to give a shout-out to Michael, who did text us, 0427 154 uh, We are going to give you the Signet Boost Power Bank. That's valued at $59.95. Uh, it will keep your phone, tablet, and earbuds powered 24-7 because you actually got that correct, Michael. Mm. So I, I didn't. I'm, uh, I'm disappointed there. That was my favourite one. I like that. Well, back to the drawing board next week. We'll come up with a different theme each week. So we've had basketball. Yeah. We've now had heads of state playing golf. We'll find some other quirky theme for you next week. I like it. Not too far away, we're catching up with our very own Miles Fitzner to talk about the Adelaide Cup this weekend. Uh, He will have all of your tips. Make sure you gamble responsibly as well. If you want to get in touch with the show, you can call us 1300 736 736. Tire Power Best Buys on Big Brand Sale now on. Get into your local independently owned Tire Power today. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's go. Nine minutes to eight on this Thursday morning. Miles Fitzner really soon with all of the tips for the Adelaide Cup. Long weekend coming up in South Australia as well. Uh, we have a lot of texts to read out. 0427 154 166. We'll do that shortly. But Mark Bickley, all day socks by Underworks pass every comfort test. It is time for this. Pull your socks up! I don't cry no more I'm good, I swear I pulled my socks up Uh, we have a couple of nominations for who could pull their socks up this week apart mm. from the touch screen here in studio. <laughs> Pull your socks up. <laughs> hey, who you got? Uh, I'm going with uh, the AFL. We started this theme uh, earlier in the week. Now, Brad Scott, he was appointed. Uh, it's approaching six months ago, and he was the head of football at the AFL. We are a week away from starting the season. There are new rules. There are four umpires. There are uh, different interpretations of the rule. There, there are lots of things in regards to football that uh, that that's, that needs someone to be overseeing them. And right now, there is no head of football at the AFL. And so what I am saying is, AFL, pull your socks up. Get I'm it happy with that. Get it organised because what happens if there is some type of debacle this week with the substitute rule or the four umpires or the the new interpretation of the 50 metres or the stand rule, all those things. That's the head of football oversees that. He he gives direction. And at the moment, there is no direction because there is no person in that role. Who do, who, who do, we, who do we get direction from if something were to occur on, on a sort of large scale in that area? Going a little bit different, and it's not specifically sports related. There's some of the easy targets, of course, would have been the curators at um, the – venue for the fourth test, which starts today. We'll, mm. we'll have a chat about that very soon, but obviously it's the uh, Narendra Modi Stadium where they had about four or five wickets to choose from, and they'll make that call this morning which one they use, but I'm not going with that. All day socks by underworks past every comfort test. What we're talking about here is people who fight at concerts. People who fight? Was there a fight last night, was there? There was a fight at the Snoop Dogg concert mm. before Snoop Dogg got onto the stage. Oh, who would have thought? And... 
I once went to see Ben Harper perform live, right? You didn't say Ben Hart. No, Ben Hart. I never saw him perform. <laughs> Mentioned that. No, that would have been Went good. to the entertainment centre yeah. and uh, Ben Hart got out the loop pedal yeah, with the number yeah. 34 on his back. Um, I don't understand. And now I'm a lover, not a fighter, as mm. you know, right? So people who go to concerts mm. to have fights, first of all, you're going to get kicked out. So these people got kicked out. They didn't even get to see Snoop Dogg. Yeah. It should be a peaceful Loving venue, and by the people... smell of the arena last night, it should have been very peaceful. People don't plan to have fights. Some people sometimes it's just like it's it's a you know like someone bumps into you and you say ease up, mate, and he says, "Oh, what are you going to do about it?" And then it all starts. But I don't say ease up, mate. I say sorry, sir, and then I take the blame. I'm just saying though. But when you say, "Oh, why would you have a fight and get kicked out?" and that it's, it's sort of it happens as a rush of blood. That's the issue. Mm. It's emotive, and it all happens very quickly. I don't like it. Oh, I hate it. And what I think is that this is my pull your socks up and you've, I mean, now I want to I'm fight sorry. you. <laughs> I've corrected you. <laughs> yeah. Pull so your socks up. Just go to Stop the concert yeah. and enjoy the concert. And for Snoop Dogg and D12 or D2, whatever they are now, just enjoy <laughs> them, please. Okay. So they have to pull their socks up. Let's quickly talk about what is happening over in India today. Um, because it is exciting, Bix, because of the, the capacity crowd over there. So there's a few little hidden mm. gems with the fourth test. And you can keep it on SENSA if you want to hear all of our exclusive coverage. So this stadium is bigger than the MCG. 130,000 capacity or just under, tad under. This would be incredible. So the largest crowd they got there at this venue uh, was 104,859. This was in the IPL final. Mm. Um, And interestingly enough, this is also the venue where Donald Trump said – Suchin Tendulkar and Virat Kohli. Yeah. So this is the place that they do that. So that's going to be brilliant. But what would be even better if the Aussies managed to win the fourth test? And by the way that the wicket looks, it could be over in one day. And, and Steve Smith, we heard him in our news service and a couple of grabs saying, oh, well, they've prepared two pitches. One's the with the black soil and one's with the red soil. Like, how, how do we – this is like – Let's have a listen to is, Steve Smith, okay. what he said. You know, I think what the biggest test crowd I would have played in front of would be the MCG on Boxing Day. Um, I think it might have been a 90,000er potentially. Um, so, yeah, I think the stadium holds 130. Um, so if it's anywhere near that, it could be an unbelievable atmosphere. And, um, you know, as players, we, we love playing when it's like that. Um, it would be bloody loud out there, though, I can, I can assure you. But... Um, it should be, you know, if, if it is as um, packed as they potentially say it could be, it could be unbelievable. So what do you make of the result when it happens? What do Australia need to do to leave India with a bit of credibility? Do they need to get uh, at sure. minimum a draw? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And and that would be a, a really good fight back. But just getting back to what we're saying, and another grab there, Steve Smith talked about, there's a red, there's a red pitch which is red dirt, and then there's a black pitch, which is the black dirt, and one's going to turn and one's going to be quick. Well, cricket is, like in India, it's a billion-dollar industry. How are we – how do we have it that the players don't know what the pitch is going to be like? There's there's two different pitches being prepared with with different soils. It's just – it beggars belief on a sporting stage like this that we still have this it's, – it's, I don't know, it seems amateurish, and I just don't know how we or why we put up with it. And we know that the team is going to look 
a lot different for when they head over for the Ashes series. It could be the the last time we see a couple of these players who are part mm. of the Australian squad, and some of them by selection, some of them by potential retirement. So we, it could be the, the changing face of the Australian cricket team after this tour of India. You can always send us a text, 0427-154-166, before we head into the news, Mark Bickley. Yeah, a couple of texts have come through. We discussed our Coleman medalist. We both had Charlie Curnow. Uh, Mark said... Um, won't the two Blues forwards take goals from each other? That was when you were talking about Petrarca and Oliver taking Brownlow votes mm-hmm. from each other. Um, of course, uh, it wasn't an issue last year. Charlie Kerno won the Coleman medal, and it wasn't an issue the year before because Harry Mackay won, the, won yes. the Coleman. So the last two years, they've both had a crack at it. So um, I just feel like Carlton will get a fair bit of ball down there, and both those guys are pretty dangerous. So, um, yeah, I just... Lobbed on Charlie. He's a bit more athletic. Had another prediction. Uh, I'm a Port member, but with Ken there and the fourth hardest draw, will finish 11th this year. His message has not changed for 11 years and is beyond stale. Carlton stink. They will mm. finish 10th. Crows ninth. So thank you for that message. Daniel says, don't be fooled. The power are in huge trouble. We'll be winless going into the showdown. Lose to the Crows. And Ken out will get very loud. Mm, and what about this one? It says, did anyone see the Port Adelaide player in a prison bar, Guernsey, at the official photo shoot yesterday on Channel 7 News report last night? No, I didn't see that. If that happened, I wouldn't think it's too out of the ordinary because I feel that on their media day and their photo shoots, mm. when they do that, you have to have all sorts. And you'd, you'd know this from experience. You get opportunities where competition winners or mm. sponsors get to have you know, team photos in your time playing for the Crows, who took the most pride in their grooming leading into team photo day? Cause you played uh-huh. in an era where blonde tips were in massively. Uh-huh. Who I, took care I, of themselves? I think I was just before that era. When I retired, that's when it exploded with Bernie Vince and mm. Nathan Van Berlo and all those types. They were just after my time. Um, who took the most, really no one like, Back then, it wasn't it wasn't a big thing. We just sort of stood in front of the camera, and no one cared too much, really. Uh, Nigel Smart, perhaps he was a bit like you, oh, <laughs> oh follically challenged, but he would really <laughs> shave his head, put a bit of moisture on it, and so it always was very looking really sharp when he did it. But I consent that, to these ball jokes as well. By the way, I'm no, fine no, with you it. You asked me a question, I yeah. gave you an answer. That's not having a go at you. But you, you, what you said was Nigel Smart follically challenged. Then you stared at me and said, "Like you?" No, I didn't. Did I? We have to There's cameras that. in studio, <laughs> Luma. He will be able to see that. Miles Fitzner, not too far away. We have our votes and our awards for the show coming up soon too. Good morning, Darren Walsh. Let's. Two minutes past eight. Good morning to you. We are here in SENSA Studio Lumo, powered by Lumo Energy SA. Energy from an Australian-owned company that is Lumo SA. Uh, Bix just got a text coming through from uh, the Port Adelaide Football Club. We did have a question coming in on 0427-154-166 saying, did anybody see the Port Adelaide players in prison bars at the official photo shoot yesterday? So this is officially from the club. The prison bar Guernsey's at photo day with the Sandford Guernseys. The Sandful require all of the AFL listed players to have portrait shots in those Guernseys as well as the AFL ones. So um, that is great to have the club listening. Great and clarification. To our, there. It's brilliant clarification. All right, let's speak to one of our very own who's all excited about the Adelaide Cup on Monday, Miles Fitzner. Good morning, Miles. How are you, my friend? 
Uh, hello, boys. Good morning to you. I'm well and uh, excited for the weekend ahead. Yeah. Now, what's going to happen by Monday? Most of us are running a bit short on cash, and there's always an opportunity to fill up your pockets, uh, Miles. That's the way you normally describe it to me. What do you got for us? What are we looking out for this weekend, or particularly Monday? At, at oh. Well, we're not quite finalised the fields um, at the moment. So pretty well this morning, in about an hour's time, we'll get the final acceptances for uh, the Adelaide Cup and mm. most of the races on Monday. Um, the Saturday fields are the ones where you normally have to be pretty careful uh, for the carnival over the weekend because they race at the Morfordville Parks track uh, this Saturday. So take it easy there. Then we go to the uh, to the normal track on on Monday, but um, the, the all-important barrier draw is the yes. main thing that's happening this week. Uh, today, boys, on top of the casino, actually, at Seoul. So SEN are actually broadcasting live from up there, myself and Gareth Hall. Uh, we'll have the barrier draw live on SEN track. And then uh, once we find out who actually draws the right barrier, then we can work on... Uh, over the weekend on trying to actually make some money. And don't worry, Bix, I'll make sure I'll send the tips through. Please do. Um, Gamble responsibly, of course. Miles, <laughs> just for clarity, you have indicated that you will be live at a rooftop bar on SEN track. Now, is this work or pleasure? I've been to Seoul before, <laughs> exactly. and it's got a fantastic view. I mean, are you doing that to brag? How, how has this come about, and what the hell? Because we are on the ground floor at King William just looking at an overcast day, and you're on a rooftop bar. Well, it's actually good because it's the first time that, that Racing SA and SEM track have, have sort of done something together um, uh, or promoting a carnival. Now, as you know, boys, on SEM track, we've done the carnivals right around Australia, like Darwin, Perth. We've done every carnival in every city and even in, in the country, like Warrnambool, Swan Hill, Mildura, um, you name it, the Gold Coast. But um, it's the first time we've done it with uh, Racing SA, so they've got their barrier draw. They've asked uh, me to come along to the casino, which is uh, I didn't really need much uh, convincing <laughs> the boys to go to Seoul. To be perfectly honest, um, uh, but uh, we, we unfortunately for work, um, I'd love to go and have a bit of a play up there on a Thursday, but I can't. Um, and yeah, we'll broadcast this live. So each barrier by barrier, we'll have trainer interviews. We're going to have a chat to Vaughan Lynch. Um, a couple of jockeys, I think Alana Livesey, Stubby Holder, um, and maybe even Callum Murray are going to join us. Um, and yeah, Kieran Ma, Tommy Stokes. Um, we'll talk to Dan Morton about Stafford's lad. Just try to give you the best guide we can to try and make some money on. I have one more question. Sorry, did you say Callum Murray? Yeah, because his, yep, his name is his name is Calamari. His name is Callum Murray. <laughs> His nickname is The Squid. That's his name, <laughs> Callum Salt Murray. Pepper. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, Miles, can you give us a couple that you're going to be keeping an eye on with a favourable draw, with all the things that we have to obviously take into consideration? What are you, who are you mulling over for the Cup? Well, I don't think you have to be a rocket scientist to find Persan and Grand Promenade. Now, mm. Um, an interesting point is that Jamie Carr uh, really likes to win the Adelaide Cup. She makes a point of it. Now, she had the option of riding either one of the Ma Eustace horses in Grand Promenade or Persan. Yeah. She'd ridden Grand Promenade to win its last two times, and she gets off Grand Promenade to ride Persan in the Cup. Mm. So if that's any guide, um, I think probably if you want to look at maybe a couple of roughies, uh, down the other end, Stafford's Lad's not the worst. The West Australian at about $18. 
Um, I'd love to give you another roughie, but I'm just not sure actually who's going to make the field big yeah. because we're still an hour off from, from final acceptances. But uh, uh, the one thing I will tell you is if you're having a quaddy and you don't have Percent or Grand Promenade in your quaddy, you are absolutely mad. Yep. You're bonkers. Okay, uh, we appreciate that, Miles. And, and the weather looks like it's going to be great. It looks like being a huge day down there on Monday. 28 degrees sunny. David Taggart is flying in from um, from Melbourne. And Tags and I, on SEN track, will be broadcasting live at the Adelaide Cup from the Diva Lounge for the entire day. So I wish that was pleasure too, Walshie. But unfortunately, um, we all know the rules of having a beer while we're on air. So uh, I'm sitting in the Diva Lance Cup Day <laughs> broadcasting all day without being able to have a frothy, but hopefully we can find the SEN Track family a few winners. We love it. We are looking forward to hearing you, uh, Miles Fitzen. Have a fantastic rest of your Thursday, and we will hear you over the next couple of days, mate. Thanks for joining us. See you, boys. Thanks for having me on. Um, that is, um, that's also, can I just say, Bix, mm. our Optus Yes moments, great business starts with yes. Callum Murray is the greatest name. What about Stubby Holder? <laughs> Jason Holder. No, but this guy's name is Callum Murray. Mm. Do you get that? Yeah. I, well, it's, his nickname is Squid. Okay. All right. It's like you're, you're the first bloke you, to even think of that. Is that the first time you've heard? That's the first time I've heard of Callum oh, Murray. And that's... Okay. That's my Optus Yes moment. We'll get yours next. So you can always give us a call or send us a text 0427 154 166. It's nine minutes past eight. We have our best and worst moments of the show next. Tire Power Best Buys on Big Brand Sale now on. Get into your local independently owned Tire Power today. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's 14 minutes past eight picks before we get into our awards. Thanks to Connellina at the Brighton Trophy Centre. Um, you wanted to get your yes moment over and done with. Great business starts with yes. What do you got? Because you're smiling. Well, there is a text message that came through after our Bickley's Believe It or Not that says, that was quite brilliant. You're quite brilliant, Shane. You're terrific. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of. Ross Lyon. And it made me think. Whether after the coach's box uh, audio oh. got uploaded onto the uh, internet with the behind the goals vision, uh, I'm hoping the the um, computer guy at St Kilda's name isn't Shane because he I would think get it. You're, it quite quite you're, you're quite brilliant. You're quite brilliant, Shane. Oh yeah, my terrific. goodness! Um, that, that was after a final where uh, Fremantle won. Quite that was down in Geelong, it where indeed. it was against all odds. That was the year they made the grand final. I think. And a breaking story: I'm looking out of the window at the uh, the the Lumo Energy SA studio, and I can see two fire engines at Government House. I'm wondering what's going on over there. So we're, we're hoping the Honourable Francis Adamson, our governor, is okay and that the government house isn't burning down. So just to clarify, breaking news, uh, I can see two fire engines and I'm wondering what's going on. That's the breaking news. Well, I'm wondering, if is government house on fire? It's, it's part of our heritage. I would hope not. Okay, will you look out the window while we welcome Jason from... <laughs> oh, my goodness. Connor Lena at the Brighton Trophy Centre, the best in SA... Brighton Road, as I said, we're going to see them tomorrow. They've made us glasses because we keep breaking them in the studio. Because you've got to focus here now because this is our best and worst parts of the week, which unfortunately your breaking news really can't make the awards, Jace. No, that's true. And I'll tell you what, Fitzy's had me scrambling. This is Callum Murray. <laughs> Callum Murray to the seafood aisle. 
one. Calamari. Why'd they name you that? I take you. Calamari. <laughs> I don't mean any d- uh, disrespect to the Murray family, but um, Calamari is just, I, I think it's outstanding. Uh, the last line of that, which I didn't get, was let's uh, just call him Jack. Uh, maybe they could have gone that way. But anyway, uh, let's have a look at our three, two, ones this week. I tell you what, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to leave people in suspense. Mark Bickley polled 32 Brownlow medal votes in how many games did you play, Bix? Yeah, lots. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't sound as impressive if you've played lots and lots in and lots of games. In four shows, you're a third of the way there, mate. We'll get to that in a minute. One vote today, another Adelaide Crow, believe it or not, Ben Keys for this little beauty earlier in the week. Hey, um, Ange wants to know what you're having for breakfast this morning. Uh, I just finished uh, four pieces of avocado and tomato on toast with olive oil sprinkled, and I'm drinking my coffee right now. Wow. We heard you just have a sip of the coffee then, I reckon. <laughs> <laughs> it was a fairly solid sip, too. Just quietly. And I had yeah. my headphones up pretty loud, but that was like he slurped right in our ears. Mm, a bit of Jamie Oliver about him as well. It sounds like a rather intricate breakfast. And as you said, expensive as well. If you're having that many avocados, <laughs> far out. Now, I think uh, on the back of what we just heard from Miles Fitz, and we probably should give him the two votes, but I've given you some pity votes, Walshy. Two, Thank you. Two pity votes. Uh, for your cat hate, because I can relate to this. That just, says a lot. Just easier cats. They're low maintenance as opposed to dogs. But they don't like anyone. Yes, they do. My cats like me. Mm, I tend to disagree. I think cats are really selfish. Cats are really selfish. I think cats are jerks. <laughs> Let's be honest. Sweep, sweeping generalisation. <laughs> and, and I stand by it. Oh, wow. Well, um, my mum thinks you're a jerk. I played her some audio from earlier in the week. Um, let's just have a listen to this because I managed to somehow get off scot-free. So we should get her on. She can, she can do a full fringe wrap-up for you. We probably shouldn't. On we won't podcast. do that. We'll just do podcast special. <laughs> yeah, so mum's only worthy of a podcast <laughs> special. Oh, now, she got back from the fringe last night and I played that audio to her and I recorded her response without her knowing. Uh, and then I played it to her after the fact. This was her response. I can't ring in and say, Jared, you're a wanker. Yes, you can. You just did. Well, yeah, I just so think, Mrs. Regan, I, we have... We wow. have two and a half hours each day. We have three days a week and... A fringe rap by your mum, I don't think is high on the priority list. Uh, no disrespect, um, oh, no. Mrs. Reagan, but yes. All right, uh, I'm going I'm to get her reply to that <laughs> later on as well. <laughs> but three votes. I, don't, I need more time for this. I'm going to rattle through these as quick as I can. Yeah. Mark Bickley. This isn't great for me, is Boy, it? Boy, goodness. Uh, what about the poor showing and quick bigs to start with? Adelaide has two players who have brothers at other teams. Who are they and what clubs? Adelaide. Two players. Do we have to replay this? This is embarrassing. I'm going to say Tyler Brown and another club. Another. Ooh. No, I don't know. Elliot <laughs> and Harry Himmelberg. Of course. And Matt and Brad Crouch. Poor by me. That's really poor by you. Oh my let's, gosh, that's what I thought you'd get oh, right. You captain the club. Move on. It's your club. He called himself out, boys. Mm. Uh, well done, Bix, for that. But oh, well, it was a disgrace. It was so obvious it was right in front of me mm. that I was looking deeper. Right in front of me. <laughs> All right, we're going from some of your worst work to some oh. of your best work. This was in a pre-show video that we put up on Twitter. Um, uh, some of your best work, I reckon, Bix. We are just trying to work out whether I have the biggest hands in the world or the smallest coffee in the world. What do you think, Bix? <laughs> I reckon you got big hands. I certainly do. And you uh, know what they say about guys with big hands? No. Big gloves. Big gloves. 
<laughs> Is there a reason why when we when we take off the, the audio from uh, our promos, it sounds like we're in a shoebox or something? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. just we my need phone. to get out of that shoebox. <laughs> that's, 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 that's the new Samsung S23. Good uh, plug for that. Uh, well, is it a good plug for yeah, No, not really. <laughs> not really. I wouldn't have thought not if you like audio. Sounds like a Nokia. <laughs> <laughs> Might have to invest in an iPhone. Uh, let's have the, go back to some of your worst. Yeah. Cats. Oh, it's a buy every day of the week. Love cats. Got two cats at the moment. What are their names? I've got a ginger one who's mm. called Ninja. You have a ginger ninja. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and I've got a black one. Mm. Very original name. Sooty. Cats are bad enough, mate, without mm. going down the ginger ninja path. Mm. But uh, this for mine is probably the favourite clip of the show in the first four weeks. So here we go. Snoop Dogg. Oh, bye for sure. Snoop's one of my favourite artists. Oh, yeah? What's your favourite Snoop Dogg song? <laughs> Menu Log. <laughs> Menu Log. Did somebody say I just thought I'd throw that in there for you. Hey, that's outstanding. Yeah. It's one of his hits. Didn't perform it last night, unfortunately. Did you go down that path last night? No, the fans were a little bit disappointed, but... Uh, he, he was on high rotation for a number of months a little while back. That Menu Log ad was just smashing it. Yep. Gets in your head. It's an earworm. There you go. <laughs> it's very very animal-themed show this week. <laughs> Bix is the runaway leader for the con, and I'm going down that path. We did ask the listeners what we wanted to name it, and I didn't like what they said. So uh, this is I'm, I'm drunk with power on this segment, so this is my segment. I'll call it what I want. The con it is, and uh, I think you were 11 votes clear. At this stage, or something like that, he just likes winning. That's his, no, he's it. a winner. So, yeah. thank you, Jason. Thanks, Con and Lena at the Brighton Trophy Centre. Uh, the best in SA on Brighton Road. They don't just do trophies. Uh, award season coming up, especially for for cricket time. They do name badges. You name it, they've got it. So, we appreciate that. We will wrap up the show next at twenty two minutes past eight. Good morning. Tire Power Best Buys on Big Brand Sale now on. Get into your local, independently owned Tire Power today. Everybody is talking about MG at Mount Barker Auto Group in the Adelaide Hills. Coming soon. Breakfast with Mark Bickley and Jared Walsh. Let's 27 minutes past eight on this Thursday. We're going for the mid-20s for the next few days, as Miles Fitzner said on Monday. It's going to be nice for the Adelaide Cup. Um, Shout-out to Sam in Beulah Park, who is our caller of the week. So you get that cricket stump esky. Thank you very much to Nippies. Before we wrap up the show, Bix, let's talk about what's happening in Adelaide. Uh, four non-blondes, yeah, it? and it's the last weekend in Adelaide before round one kicks in, really. So um, there's a there's a fair bit as Mad March. It doesn't really end. Yeah, get out and get amongst it. The Adelaide Cup is on Monday, so make sure you get down there. Of course, races on Saturday as well. And there's so many activations down there in terms of uh, hospitality. So get down there and enjoy all of that. Also, the Adelaide Fringe continues. So there's heaps of cool shows on um, in and around the East End. So check out their website as well, adelaidefringe.com.au. So all thanks to the Oak, Oak Bank Easter Festival. Tickets are now available. Three days jam-packed with racing and entertainment. So you can book your tickets today. For Oak Bank Easter Festival, we had a text coming in from Josh from Aldinga, which... I think hilarious because during our conversation with uh, Miles Fitzner, he spoke about um, the, the greatest name. Callum Murray. Callum Murray. So Josh has said, I'm just wondering if he prefers to text or if Callum Murray rings. <laughs> you get it? Calamari rings. Mm. You still yeah. with me? Yeah, I, I'm, I'm getting it. You've but, moved on. Yeah. 
Okay. Let's give him two tickets to the races anyway and go watch Callum ride. Okay, well, there you go. You've got those tickets. Uh, as we mentioned, the Oatbank Easter Festival, tickets are now available. But, um, <clears throat> Josh, for you getting involved, why don't we send you off to the Adelaide Cup? Do not forget, and the most important message about all of this is gamble responsibly, please. Yes. Bix, it's been a, another great week. All of our chats, all of our fun, uh, it is on the podcast. We do a bit of a podcast exclusive too. And then we are back on Tuesday morning after a long weekend. And it'll be the week of the launch of AFL footy for season 2023. That's when we get really serious, okay? Enjoy. Thanks for listening to SENSA and go the Aussies in the fourth test. Let's hope we get a result and we can talk about it on Tuesday.